Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I want to have a bit of a conversation about my experience with tenants and why I choose short-term rentals over tenants and why I think you should also consider the strategy if you're not already doing so. What to be careful of with tenants. As always, before we dive in, the show is sponsored by IPRAC and the Luke Stays Academy. So if you haven't checked those out, uh, hit the uh, show notes and the links are in the description. So for me, I have had a couple of bad experiences with tenants, but this one in particular has uh, been rumbling on for several years. And, uh, you know, we managed to get him out about two months ago, probably not even that, actually six weeks ago. And uh, the cost of doing so is about 13 grand all in all. By the time I count up the arrears, the legal fees, the bailiff's costs, I had to pay for a dog handler because he had a dog. You know, and this guy just gets to walk out. He just gets to walk out the property. And as he did, he left everything in there. And then he decides to break in a week later and go and get some stuff, which then cost me more because I'm gonna, I had to obviously get the locksmith to change the locks again. And it was just, it's just an absolute nightmare. And something that really puts me off wanting to have tenants because there's no comeback, you know. So I, I then speak to the legal team and I ask them, you know, how can we get this money back, you know. And, you know, the guy hasn't got a pot to piss in. So it's going to cost me about four grand just to A, find him again and then start the court case and then go through it. And if I'm lucky, I might get something attached to his earnings, which might be £10 a week and I'll probably not even get paid that. So... You know, for me, that is just so backward. Like, we can't just walk into Curry's, go and take 13 grand's worth of kit and walk out the front door and say, oh, I might pay you, might not pay you. Why don't you just, you know, it just doesn't stack up. And I think the government have got this so wrong. And it's, you know, no the wonder there is a housing crisis at the minute because landlords are getting out the market. Not only are the mortgage costs going up, so their margins are being squeezed. You know, I've got another property that the mortgage has gone up now, plus the... Uh, management charge that we get hit. I'm actually losing £50 a month to rent this property to somebody now. So we can't do short-term rental in that building. So what's my strategy? I'm going to sell it. You know, another property out of the housing market because typically it's going to need someone like a homeowner to buy that property to make it work for them rather than an investor. So there's another property out the market. And, you know, there's more and more stories like this happening because of various things that the government are not doing and for me, the rental market is absolutely screwed. And uh, I think it's only going to get worse because, you know, portfolio landlords are selling up or they're switching to, you know, short-term rental strategies or HMO strategies or social housing strategies because they make so much more money and it makes it worthwhile doing. And there's a lot less red tape. You know, if we have a guest that tries to be funny, we can send security down and rip them out. We can charge their credit card for doing so. It's all in the terms and conditions. They have very limited rights unlike a tenant who the minute they walk into your property, they can do what they want. You know, I've got another tenant that I've served a section 21 on and, you know, they're now trying to play funny buggers to just try and extend a bit of time because they don't want to move because, you know, rents have gone up and, you know, they didn't want to pay the rental increase and, you know, they they don't want to move. So um, I've actually decided that, I want to short-term rental that property anyway. I don't want to put it back in the market. So there's another property come out of the rental housing market for tenants. You know, and there's more and more of this happening. But for us as short-term rental operators, I do think that a lot of landlords are switching to the strategy, which obviously makes it a bit more competitive. 
But in the main, you know, as long as you've got a great product, a great service, and you're delivering a good experience, then, you know, you should be able to compete. You should be able to, you know, make some good money. And there's plenty of people traveling. So I'm not too worried about that. I do think there is an influx coming into the short-term rental market. I know we're seeing it a lot with our management inquiries. The landlords are now asking us if we'll manage their property as short-term rentals rather than giving them a guaranteed rent because they're looking for that extra bit of income to potentially pay for these increases in mortgage rates. So... You know, but for me, this, you know, this whole tenant protection, it's just, it's so back. You know, I had another tenant several years ago that, again, moved in, paid two months rent, didn't pay for about another six or seven months, wouldn't respond to anything, ended up putting two dogs into a two-bed flat, and Great Danes there were as well, and absolutely trashed the place. I'd just refurbed it, tore the kitchen to pieces, bathroom was ripped. I had to do another full refurb. So, you know, probably all in all, I'm looking at, somewhere like an 18 or 20 grand loss on that property because of that one tenant, because I had to refurb it. I then obviously rented it out and lost rent. I then had to refurb it again. And then it's now a short-term rental. Again, another property out of the housing market because the government are not protecting landlords enough. And I think they, I think they know that they're not, but they're just doing nothing about it. You know, at the end of the day, if someone doesn't pay a phone bill, it goes on their credit score. Yet if they don't pay their rent, it doesn't get scored anywhere. That would be a solution for me would be let's start putting on people's credit profiles. Now, depending on where you're renting and who you're renting to, a lot of people don't care about their credit histories, especially at the lower end of the market. So that still won't solve that problem, but it might solve it for a certain element of the market, you know, but it's, it's just ludicrous the way that this is all playing out. And uh, for me, it just puts me off every single time I have a bad tenant. I just it puts me off having more tenants and slowly but surely I'm stripping all them out the HMOs I've got and I'll turn them into service accommodation units. The buy-lets I've got that work, I'm stripping them and then putting them into service accommodation units. And if they don't work because of the area, I'm just going to sell the properties and that's what we're doing, got them up for sale, get them sold or reinvest the money into a short rental asset and, and then you know grow that portfolio that way. Because for me, there is no game with tenants. The margins are too small. The legislation is backwards. And ultimately, we get you know, left carrying the can and there's absolutely no support. You know, all these people that are not paying rent, you know, they can go and claim their benefits, uh, yet they don't, they don't actually pass the rent on. So the government is supporting them to pay rent, but then they're not actually passing the rent on. Again, another backward move by the government. You know, but there's so many things like this that is so wrong. And then when the housing market is in the state that it's in, they look to the landlords and blame the landlords. Oh, you're greedy, you're this, you're that, the other. Well, there's a reason why. And, you know, you got to look at the way that these tenants are behaving. And, you know, I might just be unlucky. I might just have had, you know, several bad tenants off the belt and I might just be unlucky. But I don't think I am. I think if you're a landlord long enough, you're going to experience these issues. And, you know, you've got to understand how you can protect yourself. So for me, that means gaining the control back. It's the same with the OTAs. I'm looking to gain the control back from them, get away from Airbnb, get away from the, the, the booking channels and just control that guest. So ultimately, we decide if they get a refund. We decide how the money works. We decide if they've got what deposit they've got to pay, how they've got to pay it, what ID they've got to upload. Not Airbnb and their air cover and giving guests money back for no reason at all and, you know, damaging our business. So ultimately... Everything that I'm trying to do right now is about control. I want to be in full control of absolutely everything so we can't get shafted in any way. I think that's something that you really
really want to think about as you're building your business out. I know I, at the beginning, diversified. So I wanted HMOs, I wanted buy-to-lets, I wanted tenants, I wanted service accommodation units. And uh, But after COVID, it, it subsided somewhat. I really went hell for leather with the service accommodation stuff. I was already deep into it, but I just decided that is my strategy. That's what I'm going to niche in. That's what I'm going to learn, specialize in and become you know the best I can be at that and kind of forget the rest. And slowly but surely, I'm just working all that out so that you know I'd like to think probably by the end of this year, I will have no other strategy running apart from short-term rentals. So, and that that's going to be me going forward and that's kind of how I've, how, how I've planned it. So I'd encourage you to look at things, take my advice. Hopefully you haven't experienced anything that I have. You know, if you have, drop me a message, let's chat about it. But uh, here to help as always. And if you have liked the show, please do leave me a review. Take care and I'll speak to you soon.